Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 30th day of January, and I'm Paul White. It's also the final day of our podcast for the month of January, where we're just verse by verse. Tomorrow's the final day of the month, and it's essay edition tomorrow. And we are taking this story from Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, where Jesus forgives and heals the paralytic man in Capernaum. He's in the house. It's packed. He can't get through the door. They take the cover off the roof and lower this man in front of Jesus. The last couple of days we've talked about this story. We're going to talk about it today. And then I really encourage you to check out tomorrow's essay. I'm going, I write an essay that deals with this story and all the little tributaries that come off of this. And I think this will really help you to get a good founding foundation footing on what's happening in this story. And I, I thought that we would try to do this through the year, as long as we're in Mark. Make the essay about where we are and really try to dig in and, and mine out the gold. Kind of fun for me as a host and hopefully fun for you as an audience. A different way for you to encounter the text as we journey through it together. Today, we will cover the rest of the story from verses 8 to 12. To do that, let me remind you of where it ends yesterday. Jesus has saw the faith of the four and forgiven the paralytic man. He said, son, your sins are forgiven you. The interesting thing is that there's no indication. We, we the reader, are not left with one speck of indicator that they brought this man to Jesus for his sins to be forgiven. If you're reading this and you don't know the story, it tells you that they brought a paralytic who, and, and then he was brought by four men and that they uncovered the roof and they let down the bed where the paralytic was lying. That's two verses in a row uses the phrase paralytic. And it means what it sounds like it means. He can't walk. Then he sees their faith and the next words out of his mouth should be, Son, take up your bed and walk. Because we, the reader, are, we have no reason to believe that they brought their friend to Jesus for his sins to be forgiven. And one reason we have no reason to believe it is not just that it calls him a paralytic twice, but because no one was coming to Jesus to have their sins forgiven. Because the Jews had the Torah and the prophets And specifically, they had Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. This is God talking through Isaiah to Israel. I am the one who blots out your transgressions. So no one comes to Jesus thinking, I'm going to get my sins forgiven because he's just a guy. We see him and say, well, that's perfectly valid. It's Jesus. They don't see that. And this causes the scribes to say, what is he doing? This is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Let's pick up the reading in verse 8. But immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves... He said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. Now, I don't want to go into the next verse until we've investigated this question. I just want to ask you, the audience, because let's just assume there's no right answer. All right. So I'll just ask you what Jesus asks them. What's easier to say? 
Your sins are forgiven or arise, take up your bed and walk. Well, frankly, they're both easy to say, but that's not the point. Which one's easiest to say with confidence? Which one's easiest to say with a straight face? Which one's easiest to say with the quickest visible result, tangible result? I personally, I think it's easier to say to somebody your sins are forgiven. But it's and, and it's a lot harder. It's easy to say rise, take up your bed and walk, but it's a lot harder to make them rise, take up their bed and walk. But that verse 10, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, now he turns to the very man that was brought into the room and says, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. That word power in verse 10 is better translated authority. I want you to know that I have the authority to forgive sins, so I'm going to say to this man now to take up your bed and walk. And the reason for this is because he's already told the man that he's forgiven of his sins. But the scribes point out that only God can do that. So Jesus counters with, okay, it would be easy to say you're forgiven of your sins, but to just say it and then not move on to healing the man wouldn't mean anything. But if I am the one who can forgive this man of his sins then I should be able to say to this man, rise, take up your bed and walk. And I think there's something else going on here. It's Jesus saying, if I'm not able to say you are forgiven of your sins, then he shouldn't be able to take up his bed and walk because you're right. I'm stepping into the territory that only God has. And if I'm stepping into the territory that only God has, then I'm blaspheming. And if I'm blaspheming, then there's no way God's going to heal this man of his paralysis. So watch this. Take up your bed and walk. And if the man can't get up and walk, Jesus is wrong on two fronts. He doesn't have the power to heal, and he should not have offered forgiveness of sins because he doesn't have the power to offer forgiveness of sins. Verse 12 is where we find out the answer. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. And I love that Mark circles back again, to the word immediately. He stays on that horse, man, and says, when Jesus moves, things happen quickly, and everyone glorifies God. We never saw anything like this. So the fact that he gets up and walks means Jesus has the power to forgive sins. One of the things we really explore in the essay tomorrow is what did that mean? He had the power on earth to forgive sins. Because If he had the power on earth to forgive sins in that moment, then does the blood need shed? Well, that's a great question. We try to answer that tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.